wow, it made me give my consent. Same. I thought it because I was on my phone or something. Ah, Zoom got woke. Good stuff. Oh, All right. It said recording in progress, right? Yeah, and then it said it like gave me the option to continue or leave if I was inside. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let you do it. Uh, all right. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kosh Cast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and I have consented to be here. Bernie is here. Yeah, and uh, it's on my Zoom link, so <laughs> I'm automatically consenting. Excellent. And Mohanad, going the distance, doing the commitment, joining us from the park. Yeah, yeah. Joining you from eighth place outside of the uh, European spots. <laughs> oh, oh we're, we're, start, we're starting there. <laughs> I just thought maybe that's enough. We can talk about everything else but Arsenal. That's it. That's, that's the quota for this week. We're good. Can, can I say that? My, my dad sent me a text, like, uh, 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 and he's like, no one has, I've been calling you every time United have been winning games just to be nice. You haven't called me when Arsenal have won. And he sent me like the form, like the last couple of fixtures. And I just sent him the table. <laughs> and he's, and, and he's, his words were, the wind is in our backs. <laughs> to be fair, I, I, I've seen that table, you know, the last 23 games since Christmas and whatnot make the rounds and Arsenal are like, the third best team in form and we're the third best team in defense after Chelsea. And I actually don't, like, somehow I still don't believe it. Like, there's no way we are the third best team in the league since December. It just doesn't feel right. It really doesn't. And possibly because of the Europa League, I don't know. But it is weird. It is really weird. Like, imagine how bad, like, I don't even remember it at this point, but imagine how bad the beginning of the season had to have been to make that work. Well, that was, Alex, the part of the season where William kept playing over Saka. So it was bad. <laughs> well, the beginning of the season, you guys remember, like, we joke about it, but I think we forget the context that uh, beat, like, L beating Lampard saved Arteta's job, uh, but then got then, that sack Lampard. So, like, he was, on the, he was on the edge right there, and then afterwards you get that top three form or whatever. So, Chelsea, let's, let's, let's recap. Chelsea owe Arsenal for getting Lampard out. And Spurs for beating Leicester. So. Uh, and and we owe, sorry, Lille owe us for winning the League One because we gave them 72, we gave them a total of like 95 million for Gabriel and Pepe, which they then went and spent so wisely at won the league. So thanks to us. I, I, I think you would find that you still owe them in some installments. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, and for, and for several them. years, I got nothing to do with it, fam. <laughs> Pepe is starting to pay them back, though. He's starting to pay them back. He's scoring goals, right foot, right foot. Uh, you know, left foot. Right oh foot. yeah, there was a left foot one as well. But like two goals in a week on his right foot. I mean, the the, the money's coming in. Yeah. I, I also, just... it's easy when there's no pressure, right? I was gonna say he picked the time when like there was nothing on the line. <laughs> Decide to show up and play football. Okay, bro. That's I mean, while we're, while we're talking about it, though, like this was actually a slightly important win for Arteta because everyone loves Graham Potter, right? He's the next big thing. And there have been plenty of Arsenal fans over the last couple of weeks saying, like, we would take Potter over Arteta at this point. Uh, and so, you know, a bit of a boost for, for young Mikel. Well, there's also apparently rumors coming out today that, um, you know, Arteta's job is not as secure or safe as we think it potentially be because apparently at the beginning of the season when they all sat down with the Cronkies and stuff, you know, the one time the Cronkies visited Arsenal, um, 
they said, you know, if we finish outside of Europe, it's, you know, it's, it's grounds for dismissal. Um, and obviously, you know, with the season going on and things happen, and yes, you know, there's, there's different factors and variables, but apparently that was a discussion at the beginning of the season when they were setting aims. So, you know, really, I don't think there is a good replacement out there potentially, or maybe they're going to give Arteta one more year, but they could, they could think about it, you know, finishing eighth outside of Europe. It, it could make it a bit easier to sack Arteta if they wanted to. I mean, uh, uh, no, you go ahead, Alex. Thanks. Uh, just to an extent, like, A, in that case, losing the Super League is a massive loss to Arteta because he would have been unsackable in that scenario. And B, like, I just can't imagine them sacking Arteta because I know f- for sure that they have no plans and don't know anything about football. So, what are they <laughs> going to do? Like, have Edu make the fucking decision? He'll appoint <laughs> Willian. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. It would it would mean it would mean that they have to do work, which they don't want to do. I think if if I take my banter hat off for a second, because my 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 banter hat on would literally say I would literally tell you that you know it's hilarious and he sucks or whatever, and he does. But like the fact is, you're you're losing. Thank thankfully, David Luiz, Aubameyang's form is absolutely horrible. Willian is gone, thankfully, but still, those are squad elements that you need to figure out. The squad is imbalanced. Might as well see what else he can do. Like that whole like third, like you know, third place form we just talked about, kind of says he could get it right if given time. Maybe, maybe yeah, grow there's, into there's, it. There's, there's nothing to elements. play for. Like so, like you know, no Conference League, no Europa League, no Champions League. Like, what, what do you have to lose? Nothing. Like, literally nothing else to lose. So, might as well there's stick el- around. There's elements to the season that... The thing with Arteta is at the very beginning, he had a lot of stock with the fans where it was like, it's not his fault. They, you know, the players are shit and blah, blah, blah. And all this is, you know, whatever. But then towards the end of the season, some of his decisions on the field, the players that are starting, the substitutions that he's been making, you know, the Europa League semifinal with Smith's role playing false nine, et cetera, et cetera, started to kind of deplete that stock a little bit and kind of put the onus on him a little bit more from the fans. Um, so I think this, I think the summer will be a combination of Arteta and Edu. Edu has a very big summer. I think Edu gets sacked before Arteta, if not at the same time. Um, you know, if one of them has to get sacked, I think it would be Edu first because I just feel that, you know, it's it's a big summer for him to deliver really good options for Arsenal moving forward that then allows Arteta to do something for the next year. So I think if Edu does well this summer, then the onus will be on Arteta to deliver. But if Edu does not do well, people are going to give Arteta the benefit of the doubt and then they're going to turn on Edu. I think... Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Although I can I can see a scenario most likely where they both leave at the same time if the, if it comes to that. But let, let's look at it this way, right? One of the worst seasons, if not the worst season that I can remember Arsenal having, at least in our lifetime. And they are, and this is this is a damning indictment of the the Premier League in general this season. But they're six points off Champions League places. There's really not that much. It's two draws that you turn into wins. And so if you know, you, you, you have a season where you have no European football. That's actually a blessing. You can get rid of, and I know everyone who doesn't qualify for Europe says that, but you can get rid of the squad players that you would have had to keep around to play in the, the, the trash European tournaments. You can streamline the squad, and Arteta has a week, every week, or pretty much, to, to do what he wants to do in training. That might backfire if he does too much. 
if he if he tells them too much, if he gives them too much information or whatever. But this is perfect. It's the perfect test. A for Edu because of the summer, as Mo said, and B for Arteta because he has a year distraction free. Let's see what you can do. Yeah, I I, I see what you're saying. I just it's just that the Premier League, in terms of quality, has not actually improved over or decreased or or gotten worse. In fact, the points tallies to get to fourth have increased. So it's a bit more competitive in many ways compared to last season, maybe, but there's no difference. <laughs> in fact, remember the season, uh, all these interim season when everyone was falling over each other and no one wanted to get into the top four. It's the same points. <laughs> if I, it's, these three years have literally almost been the same from third to seventh, pretty much. So it's just par for the course. You just were really, 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 really bad for an extended period of time. But I think um, there was a, and this might be a good segue for Tottenham, there was a little bit of time where Mohamed and Mohamed's entire family was really excited about <laughs> the prospect of finishing above Tottenham, which did not happen in the end. If I got my table correct, I don't think that ended up happening. Is that right? No, Tottenham ended up being in the Europa Conference League. Yeah. Yeah, they will be playing away to Dynamo Sprint. Um <laughs> I shouldn't laugh in, at this. <laughs> in in late July or August or whatever it is. But guys, uh, no, guys, no, Mohanid, you, Mohanid, please please tell us about the family bants on this. But Alex, before that, when you said the team that they're gonna play, it reminds me every time of that meme of that whatever the, you know the black British dude, the rapper dude from uh, <laughs> yeah. from that. He's like Asni, Oxo. <laughs> it's like the names of the oppositions of you know whatever Spurs in the Europa Conference League. <laughs> I'm I'm still waiting for there to be actually a team called AstraZeneca. It just sounds like such a Europa Conference League. Team. The thing is, this is just—it's actually really funny that Arsenal finishing in eighth can banter Spurs finishing in seventh more than the other way around. <laughs> They'll be going to play like literally get off the plane, and there's a pitch right there. <laughs> like, teams are playing. Bro, did you see the tweet where the Spurs fan was like, "We are one Sissoka shot away from an international crisis." <laughs> Uh, playing the the Moldovan air traffic controllers eleven. <laughs> he's he's the controller and also the commentator on the game. Oh, oh my but god! Yeah, but yeah, Spurs Spurs pulled it out of the bag in like the last twenty minutes versus Leicester. Yeah. Um, I think it was bigger. The game was bigger from a Leicester perspective for losing out of the top four. I think they were in the top four for like two hundred and thirty three days or something ridiculous like that. More than um, anyone else, right? More yeah. than anyone else. Um, I get, I get the whole bottling thing and Brendan Rodgers and Leicester, but I don't know. I just, I don't see it that way. I see it as a smaller squad, a lot of injuries at the end. Fitness is coming in, you know, at the end. They had a deep cup run, finally, you know, eventually ended up by winning the FA Cup. I just feel like, I don't know. This is, you know, they had to play Chelsea and Tottenham in the last two games. Like, it's, it's still a couple of tough fixtures that if it was in the middle of the league, they would have lost them as well. And... No one would have batted an eyelid. You know what I mean? I, I I hear what you're saying. I just feel like when you listen to Vishay before and his son, they literally said that we are going to be a Champions League team in however many number of years, right? That's what Casper Schmeichel said. So by their own uh, objectives and goals, they've now bottled it twice. That So your point is valid, but like I just don't feel like – I feel like the ownership will be happy that they won the FA Cup. What, where they intend to take Leicester is higher than that. So they will take stock and be like, 
yeah, how do we fix this issue? Because this is the second season in a row where they have had injuries to, you know, Madison was playing well up until last season. At some point he got injured. They dipped. Here they had James Justin, you know, Johnny Evans towards the end. Like, but they do actually have a bigger squad because they tried to mitigate those issues last summer, but they still fell by the wayside as a result. So it's still a small squad, but they, they knew what the problem was. They went out to go and fix it. And they we thought they had fixed it, but then they suffered again. I mean, Vardy wasn't scoring goals. Ihenacho, who wasn't even playing last season, scores like how many? Like, they had backups for, for the situation, and they just couldn't pull it out. This is true. And, I, I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think they will just look at, they'll analyze it, and they'll decide how, how they can fix it. And the way they'll, they'll do it is, like, calm, stability, and smart scouting. And we've already seen that they're tying up a deal for Sumari, which fixes a mistake which is non-police Mendy. He is just a mistake, <laughs> an aberration in their, their scouting department. Um, Even Amarte. Like... Amarte is an aberration as well. Like that's, that's what he's there for, to be the backup, and he's just rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I think if they can... I don't think they have a small squad. I just think their backups aren't necessarily good enough right now. But if they're, if they're getting people in like Samari, they're linked with Tammy Abraham, I think that would be an amazing signing. So... I wouldn't be. I, I think they'll they'll be in a similar position next year, and you know, if for them, hopefully they just they cross the line as opposed to like Casper Schmeichel flailing at it in the last second. Oh, that was that was horrendous, and he would he will hurt. It will hurt him because you know what he means to that club, and for him to flap at that and own goal. Ah, but then Gareth Maybe, Bale but... literally heard Mohani's mom like yelling for joy, <laughs> and decided, nope, you can't have that. <laughs> Man, my mom was celebrating on the group chat just like crazy when when Leicester were were up to one, and she was sending me all these memes and screenshots, and she, you know. But the thing with me in this game is I was I was okay with either result because one, it would be you know we'd finish above Tottenham after them, you know, branding themselves league winners in November. The other option would be we're not in the Europa Conference League. Honestly, I'm so relieved to not be in that in that thing. Like I just could not have taken that season playing against those, you know random teams but back to Leicester and I know we, we discussed it but just very quickly I feel when you have a team in the second you know in the championship and you say I'm gonna make you a Champions League team and then you miss out by a point or two for two seasons in a row I feel like you know you've pretty much done that it's well, just also, now what don't forget they were in the Champions League already after they won the league yeah yeah, and they got to that's, the they got to the knockout round. So like they got the quarterfinals. Kind of already, in. Yeah, they've kind of already yeah. done it. I just feel overall they they they've done what they with a very very ambitious aim that they had. They won the league. They got into the Champions League. They won the FA Cup. Like what more? You know, it, yeah, things have to go their way a little bit more. But I, I think this is an incredible five year span. Incredible. I, I think the difference is, and and when you think about who their opposition in Spurs used to be because now they're completely catastrophic and rubbish. But I, I know Leicester aren't as big a team as Spurs, but what, Spur, what Spurs did is effectively what Leicester want to do, which is break up the traditional, you know, wh whether it was top four, top six, or whatever it, it, it was, and become consistent Champions League team, which they were for, what, four years-ish, something like yeah. that. That's, who, that's what Leicester want. Right, because Spurs did it on the back of, you know, remember when Harry Redknapp first did it, and then like their signings were nothing. Like, <laughs> was, Peter, was it Peter Crouch and Gareth Bale was like cheap or or not cheap? Well, he was cheap. Yeah, it was cheap. No one knew who, who he was, and then they dipped, and then Pochettino, 
Like that's what Leicester want, and Leicester are spending more money than those guys. So there, there is precedent for this, for for what what we're saying, and I think they're close, and they might eventually do it, but it's gotta hurt a little bit. Like it's, in fact, even a lot. I would say two years in a row, it's gotta hurt. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing coming out of this game, anyways, was not even anything to do with Leicester or Tottenham. I think it was the fact that Chelsea made it into the top four, even though they lost to Aston Villa. Like I just thought that was. Oh my God! Unreal! Like, yeah, that was that. They got so lucky there, man. Because uh, we talked about this. We talked about the, the the holy trinity that could have happened with losing the FA Cup final, not making the top four, and then potentially losing the, the Champions League final. And Aston Villa did their part, and you know Chelsea didn't do their part. And I thought, I think was it even a draw? Leicester might have still gotten in, I believe. Chelsea lost something like that, so it was really close, and Chelsea got really lucky. And I think that was the biggest thing out of that game, with Chelsea finally just kind of scraping through. Yeah, they they did get unbelievably lucky. I mean, Chelsea have not been good for a few weeks now, which is worrying going into the Champions League final. Like Tuchel's going to have to almost reset them to an extent. He's been fiddling with the lineups. Uh, the system hasn't really changed very much. Werner's luck hasn't hasn't broken. Um, he had another disallowed goal in this game. But uh, just, just Bertrand Traore. <laughs> Again, this guy's so good. And, and like, it was a nonsense finish. But like, when, <laughs> when, when, when it's your time, it's your time. <laughs> right now is Bertrand's time. I'm annoyed that he didn't celebrate, you know, to... Yeah. Because like he needs to represent the, the Chelsea castaway loan boys, but um, not like we know Villa are a different prospect with Grealish, like yeah. totally different prospect. It's unbelievable how how good he is and how pivotal he is. But uh, you know, on on the Chelsea thing, Tuchel did remarkably well for I don't know how long he's been there now, like the first few months, right? Well, well, the seventy five percent of Tuchel has been fantastic. But this recent slump is really concerning because they're playing like rubbish. If they win the Champions League, no one cares, right? Like, this means absolutely nothing. But I wonder if there's a bounce that's gone. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, it's been a long ta- taxing season for them. This new manager, Tuchel Bounce, may be gone. And then I think they need preseason right now <laughs> so he can yeah. work on that. I just think... In a, in a season where the margins are so tight, and we've seen how tight they are the, over the last few games. Like, Chelsea haven't been battered by anyone. They've lost by the odd goal here and there, or drawn by an odd goal. And your top scorer is Jorginho. And I know I'm banging on about, about Tammy Abraham, but, like, your top scorer is Jorginho, and you've kept Tammy Abraham, who scored 23 goals last season, on the bench for the whole season. It's, it's not like they couldn't have done more. You're, or even, like, play Giroud. I mean, yeah, he's old, but the guy is effective and he scores goals. And if Timo Werner week after week after week is missing crucial chances, like there is something that you can do about this. And they just they haven't. Can I give you can I give you my theory of what happened there? Please. I think I think the Arsenal game, Tuchel played a start a, a strong starting eleven, thought, you know, I'm gonna win this one, and then the league is over. The top four is over, and I can rest players before the FA Cup final. I can then rest players for this Villa game before the Champions League final, etc., etc. I really felt that he went into the Arsenal game thinking, I'll get three points here. That's top four pretty much wrapped up. I am good to go. And then it didn't. And then, you know, miraculously, which completely undeserved, Arsenal got the three points. And now Tuchel's like, all right, I got to play the FA Cup. And then, whatever, a couple of days later, I got to play, was it Leicester? 
win that game. Then I have to play Villa and win that game. And then there's a Champions League final. I think it kind of messed up those three points he lost against Arsenal, messed with his plans a little bit kind of in the long term. So what you're saying is that Arsenal messed up Chelsea twice this season. Oh, big time, bro. Check our timeline. <laughs> Check our Twitter timeline. We got them. We, <laughs> we got Chelsea in the pocket. <laughs> and that, that is a trophy, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, remember when top four, remember when top four wasn't a trophy and now it is a trophy just because Arsenal aren't winning it? Oh, yeah. Arsenal's rolling in his grave. He was like, I was telling you guys for 20 years that this was a trophy. Bro, you've got, you've got Juventus celebrating, you know, getting into top four. And then when Arsene Wenger did it with like Danielson and Bettner, he was being told off. Exactly. Mate, I'm, I'm, I, w- I was furious by... Um, Liverpool Twitter, my God, the way they were celebrating Klopp for like, what an achievement, what it was such a season, and to come third, I'm like, bro, are you people insane? You have some shame. Klopp Klopp was also like like feeding the the fire by saying, this is my biggest achievement at Liverpool. It's like, bro, shut the hell up. (laughs) That was, I mean, he's taken a Mourinho page there. He's got, you know, remember when Mourinho was like, coming second with Manchester United is my greatest ever achievement. Fuck off. Like, he's like, seriously, <laughs> when, when, do, when did people think that taking a page out of Mourinho's book was ever a good idea? It's nonsense. <laughs> Speaking of which, just before we go on, uh, in case anyone hasn't realized this, Roma qualified for the Europa Conference League too. So Mourinho's getting in there one way or the other, you know? <laughs> I love the, the, the best thing is, is like the, the Twitter's, you know, with Bale scoring that winning goal or whatever. And people are like, all right, Bale's like, thanks for the gym membership. Enjoy your <laughs> your games halfway across the, the world. I'm out. Peace. Did you see what he said afterwards? They asked him what, what he was going to do next year. And he said, I know what I'm going to do, but if I say it, it'll cause chaos. So I'm not going to say anything. Like, Nice. I, I mean, like he should have statement... been honest and be like, what I'm going to do is make more money. Like, well, bro, either way, that's guaranteed. It's not going to cause any chaos. We expect you to leave. <laughs> Or, or, or go to Tottenham or go to China. Any one of them we expect. Yeah, there's literally three <laughs> options. Real Madrid's bench, Spurs or China. So. Yeah. I mean, speaking of speaking of players moving um, and Tottenham, like the rumors about Kane wanting to leave, and we've been talking about this for a couple of years. I mean, I think, I don't know, Alex, where you stand on this, but me and Bernie always said Kane needs to leave, needs to go and be something big somewhere. I always thought he should go to United. Go out there and be somebody. <laughs> yeah, somebody. go out there and be somebody. You know, <laughs> Go to United, be, be the Rooney replacement. That's a bit out of the question now. But then, you know, the rumors are go to City, replace Aguero, actually have a striker that, you know, sounds like a Pep kind of dream. You know, that's, the way Kane played this season, especially when he was kind of a deep, uh, number false nine or number ten, whatever you want to call it, giving the balls to Son and uh, and Bale or Son and whoever, uh, really just Son. <laughs> but it was like one of those where it's like it just feels like if he plays that way for Pep, that's exactly what Pep wants of his striker. Plus a dude that will get you twenty goals. Like that would just be a scary team that City with Kane in there if it happens. A hundred percent. And I think like City. Uh, okay, so uh, I'll tell you to answer your question. I think while like Kane has always said. If I'm in a position to challenge for trophies, I'm good. And if not, I'll go. And they were for years. They were in a Champions League final, FA Cup semifinals, a few points off the league for a couple of seasons. So fair enough, stayed. Uh, they've regressed massively in the last couple of years. And so I think it's fair enough that he wants to try and leave. I, as I've said before, don't understand why he signed a six-year deal at the time that he did. Objectively, that was madness. But you know, he's put himself in a position where... 
if City want him, they they're gonna have to really want him because they don't spend this kind of money on anyone. Who's their record <laughs> well, he, signing? Like Rodri for sixty five. They, they spend a lot of money on like they do a lot of quantity. That quality players, yes. but like you know, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60 They'll do that, and yes. that's why they're like people go, oh, their net spend is huge. Yeah, because they bought a yeah. lot of freaking <laughs> players. But one hundred and twenty million plus. Nah, I don't you just that. don't want your fate to be in Levy's hands. <laughs> That's just <Yes>. <laughs> not the position in life that anyone wants to be in well, because Levy can be a CEO next Tuesday and Kane's all like, oh, I've got, you know, a gentleman's agreement with him. It's like, have you seen him? Do you know who he is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's, a, it's not a great position to be in. But also, like, from Levy's perspective, he probably can't believe his luck when Kane signed that deal. Because he's got three years left on it. There is absolutely no obligation or pressure that anyone can put on Daniel Levy to sell Kane. None. It's yeah. like he could come in with a bid of, of 140 million. And if Levy thinks that... that's not enough, there is... Honestly, uh... Kane is, is pretty much irreplaceable for Spurs. So there, there's nothing that... That is pressing Levy to do and, anything. And that's why I honestly don't believe it's going to happen because, you know, there's a city triple, like doubling, more than doubling their record on a 28 year old. I, I, I don't see that. But at the same time, like if I'm Man City, like I'm, I'm thinking of it, if, if, if I'm the Man City CEO, I, the team is good enough with a good enough manager as is with a couple tweaks here and there, like to challenge at minimum challenge next season. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they'd be favorites, minimum to challenge next season. You don't need Kane to win the Premier League next season. And in my opinion, they're Holland's best, not best. Like, I don't know where he wants to go, but like mm. with the dad's history, with the release clause of 62 million, like they pay less on the fee and they can pay more on the wages. Like it just, and they can have him for 10 years plus. Like, I feel like if City are a smart, well-run club, I think it'd be stupid to pay 120 million for Kane when you can have Holland and all those benefits I just mentioned. Like it, it, it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, but, but Holland, but how does Holland fit the system as much as Kane? I know Holland has a lot of other. You're saying age and longevity and price tag. I get it, but in the next three seasons, you know, I if they get Kane, they potentially win a quadruple. Like, that's how good he would make them. Haaland is more of a project. Is he that dude that is going to, like, connect, you know, midfield and attack? Like, I'm just saying, I get all your good points. And I probably, if I, you know, gun to my head, I would do the Haaland thing over Kane. I just feel Kane over the next three years, they they end up with a quadruple season. And quadruple, I do, you know, I mean, three, dom- one, two, yeah, three domestic <laughs> uh, competitions and, and, the, and the Champions League. I, I think you're right. It's, it's an easier fit and a better fit, for sure. I don't even think so. Well, I see your point because Kane is like, you know, 27, whatever. But like lots of Dortmund fans, when people say that all Holland is the finisher, they show you all the clips of Holland dropping deep, linking play. Then he knocks off people and he runs from deep with, with the acceleration that he has, like which Kane doesn't have. And we've also seen that City are actually devastating on the counterattack as well. Like, they score, like, Foden scores a lot of goals on the run where he receives raking long passes, whereas Kane is not going to be that, not going to be able to get into the box like that to, to do that transition play. So, I, I don't know. I feel like either way, they're going to score 150 goals. So, yeah. why not go with the younger guy who can stay with you for 10 years? The long-term and then option. You don't yeah. have to plan for when Pep leaves. Okay, good point. Are we are we gonna talk about like City winning the league or is that old news or what? No, I mean they did it ages ago. I mean, <laughs> congratulations, of course. But that one <laughs> season, didn't he? 
He did, and he um, did. You see the emotional farewell to Aguero? He was he was genuinely in tears. He was, he was. But again, the Spanish dudes are always in tears. These are tears wow. of happiness. I'm just, he's like, he's gone. Yes. He's gone. Jesus is a weak boy that has no voice. I get to do whatever the hell I want. He's like, false nine free at last. Oh, no. But like, City, I, I'll say this about City. There are some people who are saying that, in their opinions, this is actually Pep's best managerial performance. In terms of he had to come back from adversity, they started really badly. They fixing were eight, the defense in December, something like that, right? They went eight, like a twenty yeah. wins in a row or twenty six wins in a row, something crazy like this, right? Like, um, there's a Ruben Diaz factor. There's all sorts of things that came together, but I tend to agree that this is, in many ways, his best managerial performance because it wasn't really until that false nine. Remember that game against Chelsea where they played the false nine, they beat them up three nothing. And then they just became this juggernaut. Like, he's done the false nine before, mm-hmm. but I don't think he's done it as consistently as he did this time. So, I, at first, I thought it was a bunch of nonsense when I was thinking about it, but because he, what, what he got like 100 points and 100 goals and stuff. But when you look at it in context, yeah, and he hadn't, didn't have De Bruyne for a very long time as well. Like, I, 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 this is a very, for me, respectable manager performance by Pep, more so than the others. I agree in that there have been surprises along the way too, right? Like, it, also, Fernandinho has been so crucial and remains so crucial to that side, but he's 36. Like, Pep is getting the last dregs out of Fernandinho, which is impressive. Because Rodri, like, honestly, something is wrong with my eyes. I don't know about, about you guys, but, like, he doesn't necessarily pass the eye test all the time. But then you look at the stats and he's, like, one of the best midfielders in Europe. It's It's weird. But... No. When you watch City without Fernandinho and just Rodri, you're like, nah, they, they really need this guy. That's an aside. But Pepper's also done two false nines with De Bruyne and, and Foden. He's done uh, turning Gundogan into, into <laughs> peak Aguero for, for a couple months, which was mental. Um, what else? Uh, dropping Nathan, Sterling. Dropping Sterling from the, from the first 11. Signing Nathan Ake and never playing him. That's been a brilliant decision. Like Getting oh, something out of stones. Like something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, the John revival story too. So th- there have been... Oh, and, and the, the Cancelo renaissance. So there, there have been all these different stories with City this year that have made, them, made this the most interesting season that he's had, I think. Yeah, Alex, also to your point, I think in the last couple of games and... Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think he dropped Rodri for Fernandino the last co- mm-hmm. the last month or so. Like he literally dropped Rodri in the big games. Rodri's been playing the, I guess the le- you know the less important games, the league games, etc. Here and there. But you look at the big Champions League games. You look at the recent, you know, Fernandino has replaced Rodri. Not even playing together. They've just he's just you know, and that's that's good management. He's looking at Fernandino. Fernandino's giving him what he wants, and so he's playing him over his you know record signing or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's he's done it he's done a very good job and you know it's it this is where i get conflicted because there's a champions league where you know pep legacy and all that stuff which i'm anti and this man city winning champions league which i'm also anti so from that side i want nothing to do with them winning <laughs> but then like the banter of the, of chelsea losing is so tempting <laughs> that like i could i feel like i could deal with it and i almost really want it so i don't know like i'm literally split in the middle <laughs> in terms of who i want to win because whoever loses i'll enjoy it in some way but that tukul banter might be taking over just a little bit 
Well, because you know that, that Abramovich will be tempted to sack Tuchel if he loses. <laughs> like, objectively, Tuchel's done a brilliant job, but, but Roman's just got this little thing. He's just like, oh, he didn't win, the bastard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Aguero scoring two on his um final game. Lovely. I, I'm, I'm curious. What do you guys think about his move to Barcelona? Like, Do you think it's a Bernie, good before move? We, before the move to Barcelona, can we just point out that he beat Rooney's record? Uh, what the single club thing? Yes, most goals for a single club in England. 184 to Rooney's 183. Literally doing it on the last day. Incredible. It's a good sign. Uh, I'm, for him. I'm 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 happy for him. Like I'm yeah. happy that he beat the number ten to that. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh boy. Um. Yeah, number ten that have to pass to Ronaldo all the time. I get it. I get it. Aguero is the main guy. Um, but yeah, you're. This, I think I think the Barcelona move is not going to turn out like most people think, where he's just on the bench coming on. I think he's going to be pivotal. I think he's going to replace Suarez because since they've lost Suarez, Griezmann hasn't been able to step up. It's just not the same mold. I know Aguero's old, etc. But I think as long as he's fit and not injured, he should be on that field in the center there, like just scoring goals. They they have not been able to score goals. When you look at the the number of goals that you know, the t- the players have scored for Barcelona. You see the Messi and then the huge drop, and then the next guy. Like it's just you need a goal scorer in that box, and I think Aguero is going to actually play a much bigger role for Barcelona than people think next season. It, yeah, I mean, we we were discussing offline yesterday whether Barcelona are going to be one of the clubs that are in for Haaland, and like, frankly, you you can never rule them out finding a, bu- a bunch of money from some bank or another to make a big signing. But the the fact of the matter is that right now they have no money. Um, Bernie, I think you said they took out a hundred million loan just to pay their current wage bill. Like mm-hmm. they're broke as hell, and Aguero took a massive pay cut to join them. Um, allegedly, he's only getting like only I said uh, five million euros a year, um, and he's like best friends with Messi. Wanted to play with Messi. The two of them wanted this to happen. So from a from a tactical point of view, uh, that's a smart move by the club, right? To sign Messi's, they, you know, they, they chucked out his other best friend Suarez. So bring in a new one, Aguero. Everyone's happy. Um, <laughs> but like, you're right, Manad. A fit Aguero should be able to bang in 20 goals in La Liga. No problem. I, I think he'll do well in La Liga. I, I, I don't know. Like, it doesn't make them... Well, I'll say this. Messi makes them challengers, no matter what. Like, the fact that they even got to the, penult- like, the, the penultimate day is a disgrace. Like, yeah. They, sh- yeah, they had no business being... Within even 10 points of Atleti based on, on their form. So the fact that you know that with Messi there, even in a wheelchair, like some something can happen and maybe like Aguero can, is a tipping point, but they're so broke, man. They're $1.2 billion in debt. Like, I, I, I don't see how they improve it. But anyway, we'll, we'll stay on the Premier League before we get there, I guess. I guess, although we're, we're on it anyway. So why, why don't you just give us your thoughts on whether you think Depay is going to be any good for Barcelona too because they're going to get him too I think so I, I think I think he's going to be brilliant like well, I what's really, that? Well, really let's, rate him let's talk about this uh, let's share with, with the listeners this this kind of merry-go-round we talked about yesterday like these options right we talked about players moving and we know that clubs are broke so you're probably going to have to sell someone relatively major to sign someone relatively major and we talked about okay Depay is going to play left Messi right the question is does Aguero play central starting or is it still Griezmann because if it's not Griezmann and they, let's say, try and get Haaland. We talked about this whole, like, okay, let's take it from the top. PSG, right? Mbappe, mm-hmm. let's assume he's not going to be there. Neymar's going to be there. If Mbappe is not there, 
he goes what? Real Madrid. But that's the only place Mbappe the, would, would possibly yeah. go. So uh-huh. he goes to Real Madrid. They get they don't get anyone else, right? Because that's that's enough money spent there. Um, then the question is, you know, you got like a Salah. Is Salah going to leave Liverpool because they made the Champions League? He's going to stay there because I was thinking, you know, could Salah go to PSG to replace Mbappe, or you know, could Griezmann potentially go to PSG to? They need a striker. They have no striker. They just relied on giving Mbappe the ball. Like Icardi, useless. I can't even think of who else they have up top. So, you know, it's potential that Griezmann could go to somewhere like PSG and actually play as a, as a striker and kind of get back into form. I think your merry-go-round goes... Um, Griezmann goes to PSG. I think he'll going back home to France as he's 30 appeal, will appeal to him. You can get a cut-priced fee for him, and he's going to be, this, like you said, Icardi's trash, bringing like, Griezmann to be a striker. Home comforts, yada, yada, yada. I, I can see that. Mbappe to Real Madrid, I see that as well. Then PSG might have to figure out a winger situation. Like Neymar's signed in his new contract, winger situation they have to figure out. I don't. Ronaldo know who that, needs a club. Who that is that. That could be Salah. To be honest, like you said, it could be a Salah Griezmann, um, what Neymar, Neymar situation. Very old, be, but like whatever. I I can could be see Lucas it. Lucas Moura, to be fair. It could be Sadio Mane <laughs> as well. <laughs> what about what about Ronaldo, Bernie? Ronaldo, Griezmann, Neymar. Ronaldo will stay at Juventus, I believe. Um, however, there's only one way that Ronaldo happens, and that is if they, like, well, Ronaldo leaves, sorry. To me, that's if they do a swap for Pogba, which I still don't, mm, I, I can see it in some world, but that's the only way I see him leaving, like Juventus. I don't think any other thing it will happen because of too much transfer fees and stuff like I that. Just, I just can't shake off the feeling that Haaland will be at Barcelona next season. Juan Laporta. Theory, my, Juan Laporta is just a genius when it comes to these things, and he'll just pull it off somehow, man. I, I don't see it. I, I think I think the financial situation is worse than people actually understand it to be. Like it is real. Like look what they've done the last two years. It's horrible, and I, I don't I don't see them paying him four hundred k a week. I I just cannot see that. Yeah, but like, it's Griezmann wages. It's just Griezmann wages, literally. I don't know how much. How much is that? What they're paying Griezmann right Griezmann now? Griezmann is on insane wages. Yeah. Yeah. He's on insane. He's second only to Messi. He's on mammoth money. It's it's actually nuts. Which might which might be an impediment to him going anywhere else other than PSG. But I, I mean, I, to to Mohamed's point, with Barcelona, as I said at the, at the top, you you just can't rule anything out. Like th- this could be, they'll sign Holland, and it's like the first like crypto player or something. Like they they'll have, <laughs> I don't know, come to some <laughs> kind of arrangement. They they have an underground like crypto stash like just, just yeah. sitting there no 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 they're farming Haaland literally they have mega computers <laughs> farming Haaland it's like we've got 3% of a Haaland guys we need more power <laughs> I, I've been I've been thinking about like a Haaland because of this Kane thing and I think where what Paul Pogba ultimately decides to do is going to be very pivotal to the Holland situation because if he if he does end up sign, if Pogba does end up re-signing with Manchester United that means they fixed the Mino situation. And I don't think they're going to have a conversation about Pogba without having a conversation about Holland. And then if United do the right thing and bring in Sancho, that's his one of his closest friends, best creators, and you have the Mino situation resolved, I can see that happening. There are more positives in that than, say, Barcelona who don't have money. Like, I, I can see that if Pogba resigns, which is an open question. So that's Pogba resigning. You getting Sancho this year and Haaland next year. Yeah, because Haaland is God. sixty-two million. You're looking pay up that. for Manchester United, eh? 
lovely well, couple they, of years. I that. Mean, yeah, third, second, <laughs> Europa League final. Yeah, all they've done a very good job. Norwegian, hey, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. With that kind of money, though, you know who's still playing at centre back? Your boy, Victor. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Aren't you guys getting Varane? Aren't you guys getting Varane? Yeah, but you're not spending 80 million on Varane and and 100 on Sancho. Alex, Alex, you know United pull money out of their ass somehow, like every (laughs) summer transfer window. Like they go, oh my God, I'm so broke, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, here's 200 million net. Yo, this this raccoon is just chilling in my backyard. Yeah, that's what they do, man. It's it's, it's, it's like, it's too early for this raccoon to be here. They're, they're getting Bernie, braver. Bernie has a bouncer. It's like we're not open yet. <laughs> oh wow. Uh, okay, cool. Sorry guys. Just uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Just don't get rabies. No, yeah. he's hopping. He's hopping the fence. <laughs> he's trying to get away, transfer away. <laughs> Just for the listeners' benefit, Bernie is now trying to either take a video or or a picture of this raccoon who clearly didn't want to be famous on social media so yeah i got him on video <laughs> nice um but in that merry-go-round uh Mohamed, you mentioned salah so L- liverpool obviously beat crystal palace 2-0 avoided a cristian ball qualified for the champions league if a salah was to go one or one of the big boys who who are we thinking they would be looking at i think i think i think griezmann is a great option for liverpool I think he plays false nine. He links the play. I don't think Firmino is it. I think Griezmann would be a really good option. He's available potentially. Um, I know the wages might be a bit high for Liverpool, but I think from you know, and I'm I'm not trying to scout some unknown and tell you to them go buy. Right, I'm just giving you like the, the obvious options out there. Mm. I think Griezmann would be a good one for Liverpool to replace Firmino is um, then out wide. I don't know. Out wide, well, I can't think of it right now. But Arguably, if you get someone, if you upgrade in the middle and then you already have Jota who can play in any of those positions, wide or centrally. So that, that works. But Salah but, scores way too many goals, bro. True, but I, I, Jota several times this season has, has gone on goal-scoring streaks. I, like, I, I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if he stepped into that sort of role obviously no one's expecting him to be a, a golden boot winner every year but you know what i mean i still think that Mane is the one who makes way in that jota thing and not salah i i just think like salah is immovable like his goal record is is you know brilliant he's not it's running not anymore though, Bernie. it's not performance issues it just seems like they have friction there it just seems like salah has had friction there for a while it's not his well, performance it's... It's friction, right? But like, you know, Mane has had a poor season statistically at, at minimum. And I think performances have been bad from him. But I still think he's a sellable asset. Like, you know, to somewhere, someone will pay 40 million for Mane. I, I still feel they would. But if you're Liverpool, and I've said this before, it, Salah gets how many goals he score? 30 plus this season, something, something like this, all competitions. Like, he's still that valuable that if you get anything less than 80, I think you're idiotic. And but I don't think anyone pays 80 million for 28 year old Salah right now, so it's a it's a bit like the Kane situation, but a bit like lower fee. I just I can't see anyone spending that, that kind of money. He should just sign a new deal, stay there, win another trophy, get a statue, like do that. Like it's fine. Liverpool is a good club. Like there's no need for all this Real Madrid flirting. They're broke as fuck. They can't do this. How okay? So Salah is on a five year deal that he signed in. 2020, I think. Sorry, I'm just trying to look really? this up. Um, 
Salah has a five-year deal in 2020. Man, he's sorry, no, dumb. sorry. He he signed it. He signed it 2018-19, I think it looks like. Okay. So, so you have ways to go on that. Still, a couple of years left. Um. So yeah, you yeah. In in comparison to Kane, you're looking at slightly less, but still, you're right. Like if you take anything under 80 for someone who guarantees you that many goals, you're 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 mad. Yeah, he's he's twenty twenty three. I I don't know. I don't I don't see that. I think I I think just speaking of Liverpool, I think it's worth mentioning that they've done a really good job to propel themselves into third after the the, the horrendous season that they've had um, up to you know whatever a couple of months ago. I think you know they they didn't have the best of seasons, but they really did pull it out of the bag when they were in a you know backs against the wall kind of situation we were just saying just squeeze into fourth but finishing third and stuff they had a good run towards the end relative obviously to to the start of the season i thought i thought Klopp did well to pull out of the bag there at the end well allison did well very well to pull it out of the bag i mean literally that header saved their season it's insane that is insane um they they got uh... 26 points out of the last 30 which was obviously a staggering run but they were top as of what December, like first week of January, and then they they literally was a free fall. So they end of the day were like, yeah, they squeezed in. But considering they were first for half, like for half of it, is it is that really the wrong? Like I don't know. It just it doesn't feel miraculous. No, no, no. When I'm just saying put it in its full context. No, overall it was a horrendous season. I'm just saying the last whatever thirty points, the last ten games, you know, in in. In its bubble, they did well to pull back when they were like as low as what seventh at one point eight potentially something like that. Like they were in yeah. free fall, they so they could have easily you kept going. Yeah, they <laughs> thanks. They could have <laughs> just they could have just kept going, but I just think it, they did well enough to turn it around. It doesn't mean that they had a good season overall, but just in in that little bubble, they did well. Yeah, yeah. and and I think Liverpool are going to be one of the more interesting stories next season because you know this season has been such an aberration in so many ways, and it's been chaotic. For, for a lot of clubs, barring like City and United, basically. And Liverpool have had so many injuries. So you get Van Dijk back, you add Canate to that mix. Um, I, I think that signing potentially allows you to put Trent in midfield sometimes if you want to play Gomez at right back, which I think could be an interesting option for them. Um, Ox is back, obviously, which is a, which is a game changer. But he did actually score a really good goal the other day, which is a bit weird. Um, but I just think next season is going to be so interesting for Liverpool because this one is so hard to read. This one was such a, a shambles in so many ways that it, it's hard to draw too many conclusions from it. I, I think they're banking on young players stepping up because I, like we, like I, I don't think we're at the point where like Liverpool are struggling a little bit financially. Um, they don't have money to really go off. Like, And this Konate deal, I'm like, you're buying a 40 million injury-prone defender when you have injury problems, like he, he, to me, I've watched him and Upamecano like not too much, but a little bit here and there. And I always like Konate better than Upamecano. I think I've said that before. But he's injured all the time. It's like you already have defensive like, injury issues, and you're adding on top of that, you're not solving a problem. You're adding a body, and then they still have these old players. I know Wijnaldum is leaving, but Salah is getting older. Mane is getting older. Um, Thiago is just a like. Forget that. Like, you know, like they're not going to solve the problems that actually cause them the issues that they have right now, which doesn't strike me as good business. It just occurred to me too, African Cup of Nations next season. If you lose Salah and Mane uh, and to a much, much lesser extent, Keita, 
<laughs> if he's still there. I mean, that's going to derail the season, isn't it? And it's not it's not like... Um, and Matip, actually. There's not much break because of Euros. And I believe it's Copa this year as well. I have no idea. It, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Is, aren't they moving it to Argentina from somewhere? Yeah. yeah. From Colombia, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, they're going to have so many injuries again. <laughs> it's going to be a it's going to be a roller coaster. It really will be. I feel like. Well, I think football and most sports are just going towards more, 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 just to make more and more and more money. You know, you're looking at football, more, the conference league. You're looking at more games. You're looking at trying to play the World Cup two years in a row. And it's not just football. You look at things like, I don't know, the Formula One. They're adding these other races in. Like every sport is just trying to get. The more you get it on TV, the more money you make. And it's just going to become the idea where injuries and missed out players on squads and all that stuff is just going to become a norm. It's going to be something that everyone has to deal with because in the background, people are trying to make more money by having more of the sport. Like, I, I guess where like the, the, the contrast I'll draw, and of course Liverpool are you know, a better team overall and whatever, but I just look at the Kanate signing and I look at how Arvils are doing and I see... The way my night have signed players, they signed them based on their fitness record and their age. Like Bruno was 25, Maguire was 25, and then Juan Bissaka 23, whatever. Like, why not? You know, this is your issue of age and injuries. Why not sign players who are. That's why the Griezmann thing is in my head. I'm like, this is just dumb. <laughs> like, so you're saying, sign you're saying younger players sign, who have a good fitness record. Just sign Leeds players. Yeah, well, effectively, yeah. <laughs> Calvin Phillips can go in there and and replace Wijnaldum. Why not? To be like, fair, that's actually could. a that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, they have been linked with Rafinha, which would be a good signing. Rafinha and Calvin Phillips would actually slot into Liverpool perfectly. Yeah, Mohane yeah. just hit the nail on the head right with that one. Oh, I, I I totally meant that. I wasn't joking. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'd um, also like to see Melier replace Allison, but that's just my agenda. Oh, 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 oh you do not want that. <laughs> Uh, but uh, should we talk about West Ham briefly? Uh, David Moyes shouted to uh, someone, uh, "Grab your passports and your vaccines. We're going to Europe." What a legend! He's he he deserves all the good things this season. Yes, they did drop out of the top four, but it was never it was never a requirement. It was never an expectation. The fact that they pushed through, great. Like like flair players, he tried to put on the field at once. Remember, we had this conversation about why I never put Moyes in that you know, Big Sam and Pulis and whatever bracket. It's because I feel like if he has those players, he will try to play good stuff. And I think he's done a really good job this season showing that. And I hope, I hope you know, I wish them luck in Europe next season. They just need to beef up the squad a little bit and they'll be, they'll be fine. Maybe sign Lingard full-time, whatever they want to do there. But I think, yeah, I think they've had a fantastic season. He was a shoe-in for so long as manager of the season, right? Um, so, yeah, no, I thought they had a fantastic season overall. Uh, I, I'd still give it to him just, just, just to make his 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 year, you know. <laughs> like, why not? Seeing him smile is fun. It doesn't happen very often. He doesn't. He clearly doesn't feel comfortable when he's doing it. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, but Bernie, um, let me ask you about Declan Rice in two ways. One, um, do you want him at Manchester United? And two, let's stick with West Ham for a second first. Do you think they're better served? As Mohan had said, they need to add to that squad because if you're playing Europa League and Premier League and everything else you need more players than they have right now they barely have one striker in Antonio so they need additions there um, Is are they better served by taking 80 million for Declan Rice and spreading it across the squad similar to the Kane issue I think so because I think that Leicester 
like if if I compare them with Leicester, I know that their owners, Golden Sullivan, we all know about them. They're hilarious. I know they think that they can do that Leicester thing and that Spurs thing I was talking about, which is breaking into that, you know, elite. I know that's how that's they literally think they can do it, but they can't. Like I think they, they need to understand <laughs> this is where they are and this is where they're gonna be. So if you make take the money firstly, like it's been a rough year for everyone financially, take that money and go to Slavia Prague and go get some more Suchaks <laughs> and Kufals and, and everything else. And you can probably still be where you are. And you know what I mean? Like Declan Rice is a good player, but everything else doesn't fall into the right piece, like not the right pieces to ascend. So let him go, like do the best thing for the club and spread it around from like Czech Republic. I, I honestly think that that, and, and obviously by Lingard, like at this point, not by Lingard is, mis- is gross misconduct. Like, well, he's he's gonna sense. want it. He might have he might have other offers at this point, given the form that he's been in. He could. I just feel his mental health was an issue before. You're at a place that's happy that you're happy. Like, just just do. I, I, I my my thing for him is I want him to be a happy person. So go where you're loved and things are working out right now. Like that's what I would do if I was him. But you know, we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Put him on LSD and see what happens. That's. So to your I second think. question, yes, like I, I want him. Like I think he's a he's a good passer of the ball. He's great uh, carrying the ball. Good tackling interception. Um, he is an upgrade on McFred. That said, <laughs> McFred have only lost two games playing together all season. So well, they, that is the, that is an actual fact. They've only lost two games playing together, and they played and a it's lot of a games crime together to replace them. Then surely. It's they've been consistent and they've allowed the Ford players to do their thing, <clears throat> but we can upgrade that position and give more cover to the defense. I would do it, but it's staggering actually how consistent they they have been. But I would I would yes make that upgrade for a long term benefit of the, of the club. Yeah, fair enough. Mohamed, uh, Declan Rice or Yves Basuma? It's different. I think Declan Rice has a has a little bit more to his game in terms of. I don't know, I feel Basuma, the tackling, the, the box-to-box, all that is great. I think that it depends on what you need, right? Declan is a little bit more of a tempo setter, a little bit more of a passer, right? Like, I'm not sure, Bernie, do you think if you get Declan Rice, can you play Declan Pogba Bruno? Or is that yes. too light? No, De- Declan is very good at, at, at saying his first name like I know him. He's, <laughs> he's very good at interceptions and, and uh, positioning. He's not like... A lot of people will say, because you say he's a passer, right? So let's just ignore the, the legendary status. He's not like Carrick level. But like, no, no, he's, no. he's an archetype, but he can also play center back. So he gives you that positional flexibility that I think I would like to have. Whereas Basuma, it, I would love him as well. I'm good with either one of them because he's just a tackling evil bastard. And I love guys like that who just will tackle anything that moves. I also want that, but... I also want someone who can pass the ball and set the tone. So I, I would just lean Declan Rice for that reason. Yeah, yeah, I agree, probably. Fair enough. At United, I feel like Basuma would be more of a Fletcher. Just like certain games, certain situations. Like, I'm not sure you want him in your, your starting 11. I like him, though. And, and yeah, you guys clearly like him. And Pepe wants, is trying to be his agent. But Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I... Yeah, Declan Rice, I think, would take us to a different level. Um, plug an obvious hole. We've done really well this season. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would definitely if do you, that to give Bruno I, and Pogba the platform. Yeah, I think, I think that's really what it comes down to. If you can sign someone that allows you to play them 
Pogba and Bruno together and create still a balanced midfield and like whatever 80% of the games that you play where you're better than the opposition, I think that just completely unlocks your team compared to having to play Fred and McTominay to balance each other, you know, and then only Bruno. Or, or Bruno goes left or Pogba goes left to the front three. I think if you can find that beast that kind of just holds it all together, I think that takes you to a whole new level. I think additionally, it, it lets us do one other thing, which is if we actually rest either Bruno or Pogba, we can actually confidently play Donny van de Beek and not be scared. Well, because, I mean, this is a big like, shout. I'll, I'll say this. Against Wolves, Matic decided to play well. And Donny was fantastic. Like he was actually fantastic. <laughs> I was stunned. Like I've never, I've never praised him much, fantastic. but he was fantastic. And you know, I mean, the youth boys beat Wolves. That that just shows you how horrible they've been. Like Alanga with a great goal, but they Wolves were just nonsense. Like you got bossed by United under 18s. Like no, man. <laughs> nah. Yes, no. Um, well, they've already replaced their manager. So Nuno is out. Bruno Lage is is in. They've done the Portuguese thing, as we all knew that they would. They would. Uh, so I don't, I don't know too much about him, but we'll we'll see, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just on West Ham, I've just realised that what what they need to do is sell Declan Rice, uh, replace him for like one eighth of the price with Angisa from Fulham, and you're good to go. Oh well, move on, and then oh, and then get Abraham and and Lingard. Oh, well, one more thing. Another reason why uh, United fans want Rice is because they want to be able to play the youth kid, Will Fish. <laughs> be like, yo, let's have some rice and fish. <laughs> that is excellent. All, all for food-related footballers. You guys remember Fish Costa Fortune at, at Charter? What? They had a back three of oh, yes, Mark, yes, Mark yes, Fish, yes. something Costa, and... and Jonathan Fortune. Fortune or something, right? Yeah. Was his name? Oh my God! <laughs> oh, sensation. All right. Um, Serie A, I reckon. The sommelier has gotten away with it. I I can't I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I was so upset. So All upset. That needed to happen. Was Napoli didn't Napoli? Didn't Rome. Napoli? Weren't Napoli like up with like ten minutes to go? About fifteen. Yeah. They just they all they needed to do is beat Verona. And they conceded an equalizer almost straight. Wasn't it like straight after they scored almost? It was something like that, yeah. Six minutes later. Uh, I mean. Watching that game, Napoli weren't even like, they were made every, they panicked. Like they made every wrong decision. Um, uh, 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 Osimhen was literally just like, what is this? He was so upset because they wouldn't pass him the ball <laughs> in good up, good positions. Ah, uh, it was horrible. But Sommelier wins. I mean, do, do we all win, though? Because had Juve not finished in, in the Champions League, I think it's safe to say Pirlo would have been sacked. He stays now, and we get another year of Sommelier content. So... I mean, the thing is, he won the Coppa Italia, and he got to the top four. Like, right. in, in 10 years, people will look at this and be like, Oh, it was a bit of a blip, but hey, like, like, we got something out of it. Management, yeah. But like, they won't actually understand the context of how rubbish it really was. <laughs> it's really true. It, it'll be fascinating to see what they do over the summer because another another big team who are broke as hell. But in their case, it's mostly because they're just spending all their money on Cristiano Ronaldo, who won the Capo blah 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 like Capo Canonieri, the top scorer. Did, did he win it? 
Yeah, he did. Unbelievable. It didn't feel like it. Like it, it, it was like, oh, you, you scored that many goals, really? <laughs> I didn't think you did anything this year at all. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying for Lukaku. I feel like he deserved it, but whatever. Yeah, he he couldn't. He, I mean, he was trying to like win the league and not concerned about individual things where Ronaldo was. Yeah, uh, it was weird because he was dropped or he decided not to play. Whichever way you look at it, it was a mess and. Here's my problem with this. I thought that it was clearly a ploy on his end. We're like, listen, guys, we're not going to get Champions League. <laughs> I want out of here, so I'm forcing my hand. Then they made it, and he did the, Fino Alfine! <laughs> get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, they, he wouldn't have, yeah. Imagine what he'd have posted, if anything, had they not done it. You know? He'd have posted you... nothing. He would have yeah. removed events from his, from his bio. <laughs> Or it just would have been some brand shit. Um, but uh, the, other, the other game, I mean, no one, Mi- Milan fans were not backing their team to beat Atalanta. And they did it, which means Milan actually ended up finishing second, um, which is an amazing result for them, frankly. Um, but, Donor- but the day after they did this, uh, basic, well, Romano has basically announced that the Mike Magnon transfer to Milan is done. Mm-hmm. And they're actually going to lose. It looks like they're going to lose Donnarumma on a free, which is where? Like, where is he linked? Uh, the only two links I've seen are Juve and Chelsea, and I don't think it's Chelsea because they they're very happy with Mendy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, <laughs> like Juve still upgrading a goalkeeper after this season. It just feels unfair. Juve should not have anything. They should not gain anything you- from this season. I don't think it's just keepers. Like, do you think? I don't know. In my mind, I feel Pirlo's gonna go. I feel Allegri will go to Madrid, and just from a managerial perspective, Zidane should go back to Juve. I would agree, but I, I think that now I'm not sure Pirlo's gonna go now. I think no, no, he will. He will. They can't be that stupid. He can't. He can't stay in it because Verona scored an equalizer. No. Well, that's that's the point. But like, they they were stupid enough to give it to him in the first place. I think, I think uh, Alex, to your point, I think it's literally dependent on what Zidane decides to do. Like Benzema came out today and said he's not leaving. I don't know if he, I, I don't know if he knows anything. Apparently, Romano's saying that Real Madrid execs are expecting Zidane to say he's leaving. But if Zidane does decide to leave, I think then um, what's their names? Uh, Juventus decide. Okay, Pirlo, bye bye. <laughs> We're gonna bring the guy who won three Champions Leagues in a row, right? And so Zidane comes in there, Sommelier out. And then Allegri to Madrid, and and then Ronaldo goes, <laughs> like, not that it is going to work out, but like you can clearly tell that Ronaldo wanted a player manager, which is I think why Pirlo even got the job in the first place. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. he would love the idea of Zidane again, and I think Zidane actually likes him. Whether or not it works, I don't think so, but I think that's that's the merry-go-round that actually happens there. That, and, that, that's fair, and that would be interesting. It also depends if Zidane like. I'm sure he would take the Juve job. I think there are probably two other jobs that Zidane will ever take. One is Juventus and the other is France. But whether he wants to do it without a break is is another question. Because we know last time he felt burnt out. He needed time off. He spent nine months basically doing nothing, solidifying his reputation as... Who was it that replaced him? Um, um, Lopetegui. Lopetegui. Yeah, as Lopetegui yeah. just burnt everything to the ground. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we, we'll see. But I mean... To La Liga, briefly. Oh. It's been it's been roly poly. 
Uh, it's been up and down. I was very glad to see Atleti get it over the line, though. And it, it looked dodgy for a bit. It, it it looked very dodgy. What was it? 1-1? Oh, they were down one nothing. Both they and, and Madrid were down. Madrid equalized and were like, uh. But then Luis Suarez, he got the winner, right? It was Suarez. Yeah, Suarez came up with the goods. He scored 21 goals in the in the league overall. It was weeping. And for a split second, I didn't hate him. Just a split, just a split second. I, I allowed myself to be overcome with the emotion of being rejected by Barcelona <laughs> and then winning the league. For a moment, I forgot about everything else I dislike about him. Um, but for Simeone, great story. Great story. I think, I think it would have been a it would have been a huge bottle job for Simeone to not get over the line after being what like was it eight more than eight points at one point and like this was if, if any season a, a team outside of Barca and Madrid were going to win it was going to be this season. So <laughs> I think from where they, the position that they were in to not eventually win it would have been a really a, kind of a, a black blot in his notebook. So I thought he did well to recover at the end, but it, it got way too dicey from the position that they were at. Yeah, it, it it did get it did get tricky. It did get tricky. But Atleti don't really do like easy. They, everything about them is like we need to fight and battle this underdog situation and and come out victorious. They're um, not comfortable when they're ahead. <laughs> no, no, not at all. That's why they, it was better that they won it late because you know if they'd have been two one up, they'd have bottled it. Also, it it did give us the narrative, you know, the the last day drama narrative, which I think we needed th- this year. So, absolutely a, and and yeah. and it gives us kieran trippier la liga winner which is just funny whatever <laughs> way you look at it but. it's it's not funnier than ashley young serial winner i'm sorry it's not <laughs> especially because <laughs> ashley young got like he got like a bunch of goals too you, you know you know it's funny ashley uh england's uh fullback pairing in the 2018 world cup just won like continents oh God, you're right <laughs> you're right Unbelievable stuff. So, does that mean we can we can safely say that who's it going to be? Oh, and oh, it's going to be Shaw and like James are going to sod off to uh, I don't know Juventus and Barcelona in a couple of years. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Shaw in Spain where like he gets to do whatever he wants? Eat all that paella. Shaw Shaw shows up and the tapas arrives and he's like, "What the fuck is this?" I need 16 more. <laughs> Shaw joins the English hooligans for a night out. And, oh, man. Uh, I think, by the way, I think Trippier gets to the Euros and Trent doesn't. I think I think Southgate's going to do a madness. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I think, I th- yeah, I think you're probably right. I think Walker definitely goes. I think Reese James definitely goes. And then there'll be one more. So it's not going to be your boy and best right back in the world, Aaron Wambasaka. Nah, um, they don't like aliens. <laughs> I was going to say, this Euros is on Earth, and is he even human? So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, Trent, Trent will be a big one. There, there aren't many, too many things that are going to cause a lot of controversy about the England squad, but that, that will be one of them for sure. Yeah, it's the right move, though. Um, should we do... Oh, oh, I, I just... I, I... Oh. No, go ahead, Mo. Go ahead. I was just going to say, speaking of controversy and squad selection, Ramos didn't make the uh, the Spanish squad uh, for the Euros. Today it was announced no, for the first time probably in ever, not a single Real Madrid player in the Spanish squad for Euros. Like, that is insane. 
And I know Ramos didn't play a lot, but like, it's Ramos, man. He's your captain. He shows up when you need it. I, I, I don't know if I agree. I know he only played like seven games for Madrid or whatever this season, but he's still, you know, him over Laporta any day. No, I, no. I mean, Laporte is one of the best defenders in Europe, or has been over the last two years. And Ramos hasn't played any football. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah, but... I totally take your point about having Ramos there. Yeah, I would probably have taken them both, but like, you don't drop Laporte. But Ramos literally has done stuff in the last five years that has nothing to do with ability. It's just who he is. <laughs> even the even the dressing room, uh, you know, getting people like as the captain. Was he? He's, he's he's captain of Spain, isn't he? Like, otherwise, he was, like. Yeah. You know, you kind of want that personality there at minimum, right? And it also feels a little bit weird that he could pick 26 people and he chose 24. Like, he literally had the option of including Ramos literally just to be there as a cheerleader, you know, and he decided against it. But to the Laporte point, like, he's never he's never played with any of them. Like, he's, he's and also that we're overstating Laporte's importance. In this, in the last two years, he's played a full season once. He's gotten he's only gotten to play more than 15 games in a season once in three years. He's not been the best defend one of the best defenders in the world for two seasons. He just hasn't even played. So when he plays, it's it's weird. But when he plays, he he's genuinely like one of the best center backs around. I'm just saying so he hasn't even played much this year. For the Euros, sure, but like if he's fit for the Euros, then he's fit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I think we've overrated it. But then, like Eric Garcia got in, he's not played anything, and <laughs> and um, and Laporte has never played for Spain and didn't even play for City very much this season. Anyway, so like, there's no justification. If the justification for Ramos is injury, then like you can't pick Laporte or Garcia. That's a that's what I'm trying to say. This is a power move, or maybe the manager feels like you know Ramos is too big of an influence in the dressing room, and it kind of undermines him because you do not pick Eric Garcia every time. Eric Garcia has played for City, they've shipped like five goals. Literally every time he stepped foot on the field. So, and Barcelona are getting him next season. So Barca fans are on there going, oh God. <laughs> so, so it's just like, there's no way this is not like a power move more on the social, social side of things and in the, in the team dynamic or the manager dynamic than it is ability. Because Eric Garcia cannot be there over Ramos, even if Ramos is, you know, on a wheelchair. It just doesn't work. I think ultimately two, two things to, to add. One is that, they could have done what what England did with Beckham in with Capello and just bring him along as like not a coach, not a cheerleader, but something in between. Just like put him good, in the official good, suit and let him a good shout. looking a good looking figure. Exactly, yeah. And and Ramos could have done that very well. The other thing is like I'm looking at the squad. It's just not that good. Like I don't think this is the difference between them winning or not. It's just like it, it's it's not. But like. You know, like El Chigarito and whatever are going to be so upset. And you know, like <laughs> all of Spain is going to be so mad. Like, you know, like if they actually perform really poorly, it, it will probably, it should be because the squad, even with Ramos, is, is terrible. But it's going to be about, oh, he didn't want Madrid players and then he'll get sacked. Like, like this is, like, I just feel like he didn't do the right thing even for himself to protect his job. Like, he had an easy out. The squad is shit. <laughs> like, now he's made it all about Ramos. Like, that, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. And, and like, when Adama Traore is going to the Euros, you know you're not taking it that seriously. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, we all like Adama, but, like, you know, it's, it's just we? not... He's fun. There's a lot of novelty value in seeing him play. Like I enjoy watching it, but I wouldn't want he's, to rely on it in any way, shape, or form. He's different. He's different. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Um, before we go, lads, because I'm I'm getting I'm being summoned. Uh, Liga. 
we did it. We did it, yes. lads. A victory for Canada. Oh, man. Like, Annie scored. And the, J- Jonathan David scored the, 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 the first goal in this game. Of course, Burak Yilmaz. Listen, that guy's MVP. I don't care what anyone says. Like, old ass, man. What, he scored 15 goals or something like that? Like, Luis Campos put this squad together. Props to him. Props to Gaultier, who wants to go to Nice for some bloody reason. Well, but because, they... Bernie, because 12 hours after winning the league, they've sold their goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. They're like, we won the league, <laughs> but we're a business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, like... It was Listen. like it was like this was this was nice, but let's get back to reality now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But on, on the on the flip side, like you know, congrats to Lil. This everyone understands what a gargantuan task winning league on actually is because PSG mm-hmm. are supposed to win it, and Thomas Tuchel and Mauricio Pochettino combined like Voltron to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> It's an agenda dream. (laughs) It really was an incredible achievement by those two men. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) It's like, how do two guys do this? (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know. It's almost like the PSG job shouldn't actually, they, they shouldn't be able to appoint a manager. Just like new managers should have to go and manage PSG as a test. Like, that's your first year as management. You know, like you write, you do your coaching badges, you write your thesis, and then you try, and then if you fail to win the league with PSG, you don't get any other job. Yeah, or or Bayern Munich. You go to PSG or Bayern Munich. If you fail to win the league, you don't get your badges. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a real time test, you know. Seriously, <laughs> unreal. Like, didn't Unai? Also, Unai he lost his first season at PSG, and people were like, "Eh." Then he won the second and the third, and then he got your job. But it was probably a bad idea for well, him to problem, go to PSG. The problem with Unai is that PSG were in the Champions League, not in the Europa League. So that was the first mistake. <laughs> this is true. This and is so true. So what he should have done is they should have finished third in the group and then won the Europa League. I've never yeah. seen someone more in love with it with a competition. <laughs> like I mean, he, he cuddles his five that. trophies or whatever. Let's think about that. I think, you know, Arsene Wenger FA Cup, Pep and Carling Cup. Um, yeah. Who else really loves a competition? I mean, Fergie was a bugger for a Premier League. Yeah, yeah sure, but but that's not like in love with. That's like that's the main one I want to win it. <laughs> well, uh, like, fringe, give like, me my trophy. People like, to, people like to win fringe trophies. Yeah. <laughs> um, this guy is literally. You. He had like what five of them? Like I don't know how many he has. Like it's a ridiculous. Amount. Like five and six or something crazy. <laughs> ridiculous. It's honestly the biggest reason I think they might win on Wednesday. It's just Unai's relationship with this cup. Well, they're picking up form at the right time. Yeah. Which yeah. is the only reason I was happy Miramon did one. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> we can get rid of the form narrative for a second. But yeah, I am emotionally protecting myself 100%. 100% already. No yeah. doubt about it. Fair enough. All right, we better leave it there. We'll have, uh, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't plan to stop podding over the summer. Uh, there's plenty to talk about. Euros, you, transfer. You can do a monologue yeah. if you want. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not as fun. Not as fun. No one wants to hear who's, that. Who's, Alex is going to ask himself how he's been. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least someone will have asked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll probably do 
Well, if we can watch the Euros, because none of us have TV, we have to figure out how we're going to watch it. Uh, and and we'll probably bring back our fan preseason season review ones, which were popular. So, yeah. Oh, we should do we should do another one of those, like, goal of the season stuff. Like, all the fun stuff over the summer, you know? Yes. Yes, Love we it. should. Looking forward to it. All right, Bernie, thank you. Mohamed, thank you for joining us from the park and then the Thanks, car. Guys. Very impressive dedication. Love yeah. that. And, and thank all, you, uh, Alex, for conducting yourself professionally, even though we never say hi or how are you doing. <laughs> you are more than welcome. Uh, and fuck you, bud. No. <laughs> Hope you soon, guys. All right. Bye, lads. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.